Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick, and joining me equally as always is Devon. Just for the benefit of my vote bo- voice box, just assume I'm screaming this at the top of my lungs. <clears throat> Kenobi. <laughs> I was uh, trying. To I mean, you all. can always you can always do the um, the volume boost in post. I don't want to. Like. I don't want to hurt people's ears. <laughs> And yeah, if that's not tipped you off, then we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi today. But before we get into that, let's get into our time on the tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me today? You're not allowed to use any character that's appeared in, let's say, the main nine films, even though I don't really care for the sequels, but whatever. Um, Sure. Who is your favourite Sith of all time? Favourite Sith? I mean, it's probably got to be Darth Revan, because A, you get to play as him, and B, or her, yeah, and B, in games where they're not available as the player character they're held up in very high regard as basically the linchpin of things that are happening now and have been happening for the past few hundred years is it Revan really... or Nihilus that ate a planet uh, Nihilus ate a planet uh, VT8 ate a planet and everyone on it and became immortal because of it okay uh, VT8 is the one that became the Sith Emperor that's the Emperor in the Old Republic MMO mm-hmm. and Nihilus was a jobber even though he ate a planet yeah he ate a planet and then uh, and then you, you just kill him in like two minutes and then you take his mask off and he's just a dude that's a shame his mask's cool. Yeah, that's basically his entire character arc is his mask. So what you're saying is, if it was a proper MMO, he'd be a raid boss and everyone would be rolling need on that mask for their glamour. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd see, like, 50% of the population would just be wearing the mask and the other 50% would be non-force users. That's one of the things that does bum me out a bit about MMOs, is you're like, I want this one particular headpiece because it looks cool, and then everyone wears it, so you're like, well, fuck, there's no point wearing it now. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be a hipster, it's just if, literally if everyone wears it what's the fucking point yeah even if, if it's difficult to get it becomes the try hard uniform true but eh but yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah mine is Darth Revan yeah fair and dude. so my one for you is you start a cult what is the goal of your cult uh to destroy Christianity um no uh the <laughs> the purpose of the cult is to um be as I'll make a sex cult fuck it <laughs> I don't really care for cults. I think they're dumb because they're just religion, but obviously made up. Like, I'm not saying religion isn't made up because it is, but uh, I think the actual technical legal definition that changes uh, cult to a religion is the founder of said cult has to be dead. Okay. I think that's the technical definition, so that's not why Scientology gets away on a technicality. Um, Yeah, and uh, and Mormons (laughs) as well. But yeah, it's one of those uh, where yeah, cults are just religions waiting for their leader to die so they can get official status and not pay tax. Oh boy, yeah. So, so yeah, sex cult, so everyone can have fun. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's consensual, yeah. 18 only, and we say what we are on the tin, but when you join up. 18 only? 18 or over. Yeah. <laughs> I, ho- I thought I thought so, and I hope so. <laughs> um, a- 18 or over. Uh, nah, fuck it, 21 or over, because I think 18's too young to join a sex cult. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say on the tin when you sign up, this is what you got to do if you sign up. You do have to come to church on Saturday, and you do have to be in the orgy ball. I'm sorry. Yep, yep, you have to come at church. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're like snakes. <laughs> we just big, make the big old orgy ball and uh, what happens happens it's all consensual you signed a waiver uh, if you want to leave that's fine uh, you have to bake cookies and say sorry uh, this is no longer for me and then we're good yep and your membership fees go towards air conditioning because it gets warm in the orgy ball oh god yeah 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 and we, we have to get uh, union card carrying members of uh, a certain uh, branch of cleaners because uh, yeah we, we really want people to be careful when they're cleaning up the jism because that, <laughs> yeah, that, that would not be that would 
wouldn't be a pleasant job. We wouldn't make our our uh, cultists do that. We'd we'd get outside help with the uh, uh, export, as it were. Yeah, yeah. not you export. Don't want to slip in it and crack your head. <laughs> oh god, ah! They just walk into church and it smells of cum, and you're like, ah, oh, oh no, it's the Catholics again. <laughs> But yeah, we're talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries that's just finished on Disney+. And suffice to say that hopes were high for this. Like, I personally thought that of all of the Star Wars miniseries that we have had and are coming, this is going to be the one that everyone really wants. Yeah, I agree. I, I also and, thought uh, this. Go ahead. I was just agreeing with you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, we open on part one. We start with a recap of the prequels, uh, and after that's done, we see Obi working as a meatpacker, and he steals from him every day to feed to his space camel. Yeah, but they're not getting paid fair wages, so fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we see that guy at the end as well, and he's fucking everyone else up as well, like a prick. Um, the Inquisitors come to town. We see our main villain, Reaver, and some others. The Grand Inquisitor does the most in this episode that he'll ever do in the entire series. He's quiet, he's condescending, he's in control, he establishes the feel of the Inquisition, and then he fades from importance he really does and uh, I just want to talk about the Inquisitors for two seconds sure um, their sabers are cool yes they I, are I've never said they're not however I, I believe you have the same viewpoint as me Rick um, I think it's really 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 fucking stupid how in the animation they use them as little helicopters yeah it's fucking daft <laughs> and I'm so glad they didn't do that in the live action show because it would have looked even worse like, I can see it working no 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 here's the thing I can't see them escaping in them I can see them doing a jump doing the spin making it look like a helicopter but all it is is an intimidation tactic while they bear down on you and then do a plunging attack but it, it doesn't look intimidating it looks silly yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted yeah. to get that off my chest. Like their lightsabers are cool. Don't use them as helicopters. <laughs> yeah, the fifth brother is one of the ones from the show who also appears here. Uh, he's from uh, Clone Wars as well, isn't he? He only is from Rebels, ain't he? And um, obviously, the Grand Inquisitor was also in Rebels. Um, we know that they are going to live. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because okay. Rebels takes place after this. Let's put this on on the fucking cards on the table right here, right now. One of the big problems with this show, and it was a problem from the get go that I kind of knew was going to be a problem because we knew it was going to be Vader versus. Uh, Obi-Wan again and that was uh, far too many characters in this are protected oh yeah so many people are just protected by canon we know that yeah you can put them through the ringer but they're not gonna die well even that like no they can't lose limbs even Mm. which is a staple of Star Wars if you don't like people getting their arms cut off I've got some bad news for you it's Star Wars yeah Stump Wars even Uh, Vader can because he's mostly he's more machine than man and he can just get it replaced yeah sure but eh like it happens really early on in in season fuck in episode 3 with Obi-Wan and uh, Vader's first encounter. Uh, we're going to jump around a bit, but that's fine. Um, where, well, it, it's weird, isn't it? Because he runs him through fire and it's like, yeah, of course Anakin's going to want to do this. He wants some payback. But there's no permanent damage and there can't be permanent damage. We've seen episode four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they try and hand wave it by putting him in a back to tank just straight after that. But like, yeah, y- you would probably have at least some burns from that. It's it's very baffling. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that when we get to it, I suppose. But yeah, uh, the first thing I want to actually talk about with episode one I know we just briefly touched on the Inquisitor's appearance is um, and I said this after we watched the episode Rick of uh, I really did like the swerve yeah (laughs) so um this is coming from us having seen the trailers. The trailers show it as being a Obi-Wan versus the Grand Inquisitor and looking after Luke. Yeah. Turns out Luke is not important at all. No. <laughs> Although, shout out to Owen. 
Um, because while he's openly hostile to Ben, uh, he throws the gift for Luke back in his face, but he's also able to bear his nerves of steel against Reva's interrogation. Yeah, so. that's kind of twofold, though, because one, he's not a narc, and uh, two, like, um, he's seen firsthand what these types of people are like. He lives on Tatooine, and not the nicest part of Tatooine. If you yield mm. once, <laughs> they'll expect you to yield again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. So you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, he did stand his ground, but uh, he also knows in the back of his mind if he gives an inch to these people they'll expect a mile yeah he's on he lives on a flyover planet like <laughs> yeah people just walk all over you if you uh I if you show any any kind of concessions i love that um, flyover planet and yet it's the planet where everything fucking happens yeah yeah i had a gag early on like back in back when the prequels were new that the quality of a star wars film is inversely proportional to the amount of tattooing in it meaning so meaning that obviously empire strikes back which has the least tattooing it is the best uh do they go to tattooing and jedi uh yeah they start on tattooing it's got this oh yeah it's very easy to forget that's on tattooing uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and yeah. of the prequels the one that's got the, the one the one the best one of the prequels is obviously revenge of the sith and that has the least tattooing in it <laughs> Yeah. You just go there at the end to drop Luke off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we cut to Alderaan with Kid Leia, who's meant to be 10, looks more like she's 6. She's being a little Lisa. Look, the and, only reason uh, why I, I know she's 10 is because we've, we're told explicitly that this happens nine years before New Hope. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's the only reason we know that's the age she's meant to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she gets eventually kidnapped by a dude in a t-shirt and a leather jacket. Apparently played by Flea. Okay. According to my brother. I don't know if that's true. Didn't look it up. I didn't really care. But that's what I've been told. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, on to part two. Um, Definitely le- less interesting than part one. Yeah. Bail Organa comes and chats up Obi and says, yeah, go and do this. And after a bit of umming and ahhing, he finally goes. He uh, finds Leia on a smuggler planet after a little bit of difficulty. He's pointed by a drug dealer to a con man pos- posing as a Jedi. And the drug dealer is actually Ewan McGregor's daughter. Yep. Um, the Inquisitors are here too, because, you know, it's Disney. They're openly chastising Reva for her ambition and haste. Yeah, and even while... though that's exactly the fucking characteristics a Sith needs. Oh, yeah. Like, li- literally, weaponized ambition. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's their core thing, is weaponized ambition. And just for, and... just for a bit of context, because I didn't know this, and it puts the Inquisitors in a better standing in my eye, in that uh, you've got the whole rule of tool, there can only be two Sith and all that bullshit, which has never been fucking followed very rigorously, but whatever. Um, the thing with Inquisitors is, the idea of them existing, at least for Sidious's means is if any of them actually get strong enough to take on Vader and dethrone him, that's a win-win for him. Yeah. So he counts them as not Sith. Yeah. But obviously they are. Like yeah, 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 their, yeah. Um, Like by by doctrine they do everything Sith ways, but like technically they're not Sith, and therefore you can have as many of them as you like. Yeah. Um, which you know is meant to be the whole problem with there being lots of Sith because they're always at each other's throats and they will eventually kill each other. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the rule of two is so that there's not ten apprentices who can band together and kill the strongest one. Yeah, but Sidious is immortal. We know this from the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, team good guy does finally get away, but it's not before Reva taunts Obi-Wan with the knowledge that Anakin is still alive. Yeah, which is which was a bit baffling to me, a bit of a shock, because I assumed Obi-Wan knew this. Yeah, like, he has the Force. Yeah, 
Um, it's significant that she knows who Vader really was. Yeah, except it also isn't because anyone who watched the beginning with the new additional youngling sequence, it's like, oh, that character has some similarities to Reva. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, we all know that Inquisitors, or not all of them, but nine tenths of them used to be fucking younglings anyway. So, or at least Jedi yeah. in some way. True, like, true. Um, but they're usually quite young. You know, they're usually like, oh, I was so and so's apprentice. And it's like, oh my God. That sort of shit. Yeah. I think the Grand Inquisitor is the only exception because he was like a, he was a temple guard, wasn't he? I can't remember his specific rules. I don't really like him as a character. He's rather bland. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she gut stabs the Grand Inquisitor. He and blames it on Kenobi when Vader asks about it. I assume. And um, I yeah. don't think even Vader asks about it. I think it's the other two Inquisitors, and she's like, Kenobi did it. It was literally yep. Bart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was very, there was a brief second of shock, and then I was like, hang on a minute, you know? Yeah, uh, like, we know he survives. Eh. Like, don't don't play this card with us, Disney, we know. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we get to episode three, Freck the Mole Man. Do you know who played He's, him? Uh, that was Zach Braff, wasn't it? It was Zach Braff. Yeah, yeah, I only found this out from TV Tropes, so thank you, TV Tropes. I got it from some fucker boasting on YouTube, not YouTube, but on Twitter, going, okay. I bet I bet you don't know who so, uh, blah, blah, uh, blah, blah, and I, I didn't know that you don't need to be such a smarmy shit about it do you know what i mean that type of person <laughs> yeah so yeah he's a mole man he's real nice to leia and obi-wan he picks them up in his pickup truck you say that um, but like immediately yeah. you get bad vibes from this dude yeah um he's talking about how a little bit of order is all well and good and uh, it's nice to have the imperials lining our pockets for a change and all that and then in the same jovial tone within the same breath as much as he wants he, he sells them out to the imperials to be fair he doesn't quite sell them out he's just like hey do you want to check these guys over like there's very little distinction but i think the distinction needs to be made yeah fair enough yeah he says like yeah these these two are a little bit weird you might want to check them out mm -hmm. um i did like the but, uh the moment where uh obi-wan is the one to slip up the facade yeah he's shit he shit at it his deception is negative <laughs> <laughs> yeah he says shut up leia and then leia's like basically kicking him in the leg and he goes oh yeah that that was her mother's name yeah. she reminds me so much of her yeah and, and uh, we uh, yeah. We get the first glimpses of, uh, I wouldn't say Leia being force sensitive, but Leia being perceptive. Because, yeah, uh, from that, insightful, yeah. Yeah, from that one interaction, she was able to guess that, oh, this motherfucker did know my mother. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know? And then that we get that really awkward but kind of sweet moment where um, Leia is like, are you my dad? It's like, no, no. God, yeah. I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> now I got it. Apparently, there was a lot of um, backlash from that line on the internet, where people are saying this implies that Obi Wan had a crush on Padme, and like I didn't, I didn't think of it that way at all. I think it was just a case of yeah, he wishes that he could have been there for Leia and Luke as a father figure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's certainly meant to be. Well, my own interpretation is I wish um, that I was your father instead of the actual reality of your father being Darth Vader and killing your mother not uh yeah not that yeah. oh i wish i fucking hit that you know because that's so not obi-wan you know oh no 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 plus you know his bird is um satine yeah yeah and she's yeah, fucking gone. sister yeah yeah she's she's super gone oh <laughs> that was fucking heart-wrenching that moment yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, the Inquisitors come now. Um, oh no, there's a little bit more. Uh, they get rescued by Tala. Yeah. She's the, Imper- the Imperial officer who had a heel realization when she turned families over to the Inquisition in the past. And since then, she's been working for the path and get smuggling Jedi, or not even Jedi, just Force-sensitive children out to, like, safe places. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we go rewind for one second? Because something uh, really funny did tickle me. Go ahead. Where, can't remember if it was Reaver or the Grand Inquisitor or Darth Vader. One of the baddies said something on the lines of, um, yeah, all you got to do is kick up a bit of fuss because Jedi can't help but uh, but help people and then we just cut to Yoda chilling on Dagobah not giving a fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like in episode one the Grand Inquisitor's like um, oh it's in their nature and he's not you wrong do something stupid and, and threaten someone's life and it makes a Jedi just spring from the woodwork he's, he's, a, he's a moment away from being Bane in my impression of him I apologise um, and yeah he, he I think was it Reaver that chucks a knife at a guy uh, yeah Sounds like shit she'd do. Because I remember yeah, Grand Inquisitor and- get not. I can't even remember if it was him or Fifth Brother who just got really pissed, saying, "You don't, no." <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. It's normally the Fifth Brother who gets pissed at her because he wants to posture that he's going to be next in line and um, but that does reveal that there is a Jedi in the bar at the time so you know Reva gets what she wants it, Grand Inquisitor gets what he wants yeah yeah it's one of those really weird things where um, like the Grand Inquisitor is also correct because as much as I'm giving Yoda shit because I will because Yoda is a bit of a shit bless him um, like the only reason why I think Obi-Wan and Yoda avoided that trap is because they don't hang out with people yeah they've yeah, literally yeah, yeah. isolated themselves like Obi-Wan's being a bit uh, cheeky with the with the job that he's got but at the same time motherfucker's gotta eat yeah yeah totally um but yeah the inquisitors now appear Vader steals their thunder like the drama queen that he is. He does casual murders left and right to draw out Obi-Wan just because of exactly what you just said. Yeah. And then we get to duel time and well, gets schooled. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because Obi-Wan's not dueling. Obi-Wan's running for his fucking life. Yes. And, and uh, he's, co- he's covering for the others as well. Exactly. Like Even if they had a, a, a mega showdown on the scale of Mustafar, it wouldn't actually be for a benefit because, again, mm-hmm, it's meant mm-hmm. to be a distraction. And the way this ends is really ground my fucking gears when I watched it so let's fucking lay it out and it's actually doubled down how much I dislike this because they did it so fucking right when they did it again in episode 6 yes yeah, but, exactly. But in this one, when they ended, it's like, yeah, rubbing Obi-Wan in the fire, burn, motherfucker, burn. Yeah, that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is uh, how the conflict ends, because Anakin's like, stormtroopers, pick him up and bring him to my ship. And I'm like, no, no, I think if anything, what Anakin would have done here would have been, I'm going to leave you to burn now, because that's what you did to me. Because he doesn't know Tala's there, he doesn't know there's someone there to help. He fucks off with his stormtroopers, and then Tala comes down and helps. That's how I think it should have gone down. But instead, we get what we got and it was just kind of a mess and didn't make much sense on either side yeah yeah i feel you like it would have been very brutal but yeah just leaving him to burn um but isn't that something anakin would absolutely fucking he'd get such a hate boner for that's so up his fucking alley yeah yeah totally like i've got it in my notes that uh he gets schooled by a disappointed vader who simply toys with him but in vader fashion it's not gentle yeah i think if you look carefully um vader is even overconfident because i think he duels over with one hand in this fight um he starts the episode six duel with one hand as well there you go because uh we've said it before because we've done lots of star wars stuff uh if vader's using one hand he's not taking you seriously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they fucking up that to the ninth degree in episode five when he fights someone no-handed but we'll get there when we get there <laughs> yeah yeah um oh yeah and uh reva kidnaps leia yeah oh yeah yeah that was bad um but um oh just another fucking shout out by the way uh i didn't actually realize this what until a bit later because i thought the reason why hayden christian 
Christensen got brought onto the project was because we were going to get a load of flashbacks. Uh, no, he's playing Vader in the suit. Okay, he's, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Well, uh, word from Yuru McGregor says that Hayden Christensen was in the suit, which, fair fucks to him, I'll give him all the credit in the world, because if I didn't know any better, and I do, I'd have said it was Prowse again. I mean, Prowse is the, uh, is, uh, just the voice, really, isn't he? Oh, no, it's James <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, it'd be a very different feel if he was the voice. Uh, nah, Prowse, um, yeah, Prowse was the body man, and uh, yeah, yeah, he, he passed man. away a couple of years ago now. Yeah, a few years ago. The Green Cross Code man as well, yeah. Oh, there's another mini note from this episode. Obi-Wan mentions flashes of his pre-temple life and memory. Um, he includes that he maybe had a brother. Which was cut content from like episode six, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a, it was in the novelization that um, it was mentioned that um, he had visions of Owen and just assumed that Owen was his brother. Weird, but okay. And um, when we were watching this live, uh, my dad says, does he really have a brother? I said, yeah, Obi-Too Kenobi. And he went, really? I said, no. <laughs> to, to be fair, though, if you're excited and you're really into it and you make a joke like that, I can see it going over someone's head. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Too Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, now we get to the second half of the series. Episode 4, Obi-Wan rescuing Leia. It's not without some sacrifices from the path. Tala has the metaphorical balls of steel, waltzing into the inquisitorial fortress with some half-truths and intimidation roles, and she guides Obi-Wan through the complex as best as she can. I I will say this, like, um, I get it, it's for the benefit of the people watching and not what's actually happening in-universe, but her just talking so casually to Obi on the communicator when there's another fucking officer two seats down is fucking yep. ridiculous now again I get it it's a trope in TV where they're not actually speaking in that volume or so and so but she'd have to be talking fucking quietly with someone that close to her yeah either that or the room is a lot louder than it's um, shown to be on camera you know yeah absolutely man but it, it, it just really grinds my gears because they could make it a bit like make, just sit the fucker a bit further away yeah yeah <laughs> or have her shoot him Mm. that being said she does manage to fucking kill someone without that motherfucker noticing so maybe he's just an idiot yeah (laughs) or maybe he's like one of those enhanced robot people who just gets like super focused on something like Lobot from uh, Empire Strikes Back or or he is the most relatable dude in the world where he's just like I just want to go home at the end of my day I don't give a shit please don't look at me the wrong way I didn't Obi-Wan nah I don't know what you're talking about Uh, I'm here for a paycheck yeah (laughs) it's one of those like if you see someone stealing food no you didn't he's playing Gallagher <laughs> no, oh, dude, man, you bringing that up. The amount of times I work retail, guys. In case I haven't brought that up enough times in the podcast, um, but the amount of times random customers come up to me and go, "Oh, I saw so and so stuffing such and such in their pockets," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I will deal with that immediately." As soon as the customer who told me walks out of eye shot, I'm like, "I'm not doing shit. I don't get paid enough to fucking confront shoplifters, and even if I did, it's a lollipop. I'm not fucking. I don't care. It's twenty p. Yeah, yeah, I work for a chain, not a mum and pop store." I don't give a fuck. Give me my paycheck. I want to go home. <laughs> and the, ch- the chain will have spent less than like a third of that on the raw materials, as it were. Oh, don't even get me started. Like, we have security guards, and um, we, we we've had a couple of good ones, but uh, lately we've had a string of uh, really shit ones because they're all old men who don't give a shit and just want their paycheck, which I respect, but they're not doing much good for the shop. Yeah, all of there is to be there, so people aren't quite as brazen as to walk out with um, with twenty eight bottles or something with a security tag on. You know, Rick, they look like I can outrun them. Yeah. I yeah. look like I can outrun them. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I am not a healthy man. Or at least I don't look like a healthy man, I'll put it that way. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have the makings of a varsity athlete, as the Sopranos might say. <laughs> 
but yeah, where were we? Episode four. Yeah, yeah. So Reva interrogates... Sorry, not interrogates. Yeah, she does. She interrupts interrogating, torturing Leia to deal with Tala's distraction. I was yeah. absolutely convinced this was the episode we were leaving Ta- losing Tala. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, she even starts force choking her and then she basically just says between breaths that she can capture, yes, of course, I'm a spy. How do you think I infiltrated the path? Mm. Which, you know, it's a half-truth and it's exactly what she's been doing this entire time. If I was a DM, and- I'd have needed a natural 20 for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I do like how though um, Reva's not a fucking idiot in that she uh, she goes you might be telling the truth so I'm not going to kill you right now but I don't believe you yet yeah yeah it's a very good um, stance for an actual inquisitor to take yeah 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 yeah. because it's not beyond the realm of reason that they have someone on the inside yeah totally totally um, and yeah th- at this point Kenobi rescues Leia we get to see him do the first fucking cool lightsaber shit in the series because I don't count episode 3 because he was running for his fucking life yeah yeah it's the first time he's actually being good with the lightsaber he just the lights are off the blade comes on as stormtrooper goes down this happens again and then the room is clear he looked like clone wars kenobi yeah yeah totally and this is like the the one moment where we realize he's back yeah, we, we as viewers, we know he's not quite back, but yeah. Um, something I always take note of whenever I watch Kenobi in action in anything is I always pay attention as to who ignites first. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's always interesting because basically if you want to know how pissed off Kenobi is, <laughs> if he turns his lightsaber on first, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Which, spoiler, in episode six, he does. <laughs> yeah, he also does it with his uh, final conflict with Maul in Rebels. Mm, mm. which hey guess what that ended one particular way uh <laughs> yeah it was like a three second fight which it you know... was so fucking samurai oh i forget the motherfucker's name but the the go-to uh cinema uh, director for samurai movies it was so fucking that yeah they do it they, they they borrow his style again in mandalorian season two when you see ahsoka fighting the uh governess or what the fuck she's called mm, yeah 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 it's uh it's very samurai and i i'd live for that shit <laughs> But yeah, when they're escaping, two snow speeders come to help, and one of them leaves. Uh, before that. Oh, what's what's before that? Uh, they're underwater, and we get the crack scene where Obi Wan shows that his force is still not quite up to snuff, but not so useless that he can't use it. Yeah. So um, yeah, when the when they're escaping, Kenobi's got uh got Leia. Uh, this is where they meet up with Tala again, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're they're running through these underwater tunnels, which are glass on all sides, pretty much. And yeah, one of them gets cracked by was it was it cracked by a shark or something running into it? No, no, it was literally a bolter because obi-wan's doing his cool fucking deflecting shit but okay. he's but he's not he's not able to pay attention because he's too busy trying to stop leia from getting shot yeah and one of the one of the stray, stray bolts goes into the goes into the glass yeah and uh this happens more than once as well i believe that's what actually causes it to become unstable is that it happens yeah. several times not just the one the yeah. one time you're like oh fuck be careful obi and then oh fuck you fuck bro yep yeah, yep yeah. <laughs> and yeah they uh, they drown all of the stormtroopers <laughs> yeah yeah and then we get the dumbest fucking scene ever where we see Obi-Wan in an extra long cow and he's got fucking Leia on his leg and it looks like he's deformed because how else does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you, 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 an attempt was made at a disguise. Yeah, like I get it, they got a lot one. to work with but fuck man. Anyway, <laughs> surprisingly it didn't work. No, no. Uh, but yeah, st- uh, snow speeders come. Two come, one leave. Um, they are allowed to leave. I feel like Reva... they. I feel like they wanted you to care more about the person who died. But I didn't give a shit. I barely knew them. Yeah, this person showed up at the beginning of the episode and was gone by the end of it. Yeah. Um, it's implied that during the interrogation between Reaver and Leia, before it turned to drugs, was um, when she was pissing about with Lola. That's when uh, this thing got put on her. The uh, the restraining bolt. That 
that turns Lola evil. I mean, yeah, to be fair, we did see Lola very explicitly get taken off of Leia. Yeah. So it's it's, it's really... They got given back, yeah. It's fine storytelling. Like, I've got no issues with that one. Yeah, so now Lola is evil in the uh, the final moments of that episode and is tracking them all. <laughs> I like that. Evil! Yeah. <laughs> I have now been turned to the site of evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raven and Lena gets choked the fuck out at the end of this episode, don't she? Yeah, with... Um, wasn't it the, the statement of you were told what failure would earn you or something? Yeah, something along those lines. And uh, she manages to, to uh, choke out uh, the, the tracker information and Vader goes like, fine, fuck it. You're, yep. you're still <laughs> you're still worth a damn. Like, if she didn't, if she'd given the tracker to someone else to look after, she probably would have got fucked there and then. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Oh, okay, and we're about the whole, uh, whole well, oh, I love you. Uh, <laughs> that's staying in. That's what I do when I cut usually, guys. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, but um, I feel like we haven't touched it. It's a bit of an elephant in the room, so I'll touch it here and now. Um, I'm so sick and tired of people picking on Star Wars actors. Yeah. And in this <laughs> series in particular, they seem to have picked on uh, Reaver uh, for some fucking reason. Well, I say yeah. some fucking reason. Uh, there's, there's a good portion of it that's just plain racism. There's no nice way of putting it. Yeah, there's, there's two reasons why they don't like her. And one of them is because her, and the other is because she's a black actress. Oh, it fucking sucks, bro. Because like, if they did didn't like her because her acting was crap fine but even then don't hurl abuse on her and also like her acting's fine there's no issues with it yeah absolutely I, I, gone. exactly I, I didn't have any issues with the acting she brought the the um the driven energy to the character that the script needed well this is going to sound really weird now because what i will say is i fucking hated the character but that's because you're meant to oh yeah yeah <laughs> you're, you're not meant to enjoy the person although it's uh it normally is the kind of thing that you love to hate them you know in this i was just like oh fuck I cannot wait for her to fight Kenobi and get her ass handed to her. <laughs> and then that didn't fucking happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like I, I think um I don't I don't know if I'd um watch a mini series dedicated to them, but uh if they like propped up as like a, an additional character in other things as a fun Easter egg, I wouldn't be opposed. I'll put it that way. Spoiler alert, she survives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just saying. Anyway, uh yeah, uh fuck you, Star Wars fan base. Yeah. Uh fan base in inverted commas, because you know, the actual fans don't want those people here yeah yeah well it's the old adage of um of uh back in the 70s and the 80s of uh oh you're in a punk bar you're in a punk bar and uh, a fucking skinhead comes in and he starts talking about nazi shit and you're just like oh well he, he pays for beer so who gives a fuck we'll ignore him and then more of his friends start turning up and then more and then oh it's no longer a punk bar it's a nazi bar i'm just saying yep. if you don't deal with the if you don't deal with it when it crops up you're gonna get known for that you're gonna get fucking painted with the same paintbrush don't don't tolerate it not even as a not even if you think it's some kind of joke because it's a really fucking shitty thing to joke about if you even treat it that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway um moral high st- high ground aside shall we move on yeah episode five reaver now has the in inverted commas title of grand inquisitor uh, she tracks down all the refugees and holds them under siege yeah T- tala has her heroic sacrifice moment to hold them off yeah it sucked and this is when kenobi realizes that reaver's inner rage isn't at him and she wants to use him as bait for Vader. Yeah. So they reach an uneasy truce that she might get her shot in, but Vader's seen right through this since day zero. Uh, yes, but no. Uh, no to the specifics, yes to the general idea of, oh, she wants to kill me. That's great. That's what Inquisitors are for. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so one in hilariously one-sided Vader power trip later, she's humiliated, beaten, and gut-stabbed. I, okay, I want to say this right now. I've seen some behind-the-scene footage of uh, of Hayden Christensen and the actress for Reva rehearsing 
watching the fight scene. Okay. And oh my god, it must be so fucking difficult to act like you're being influenced by something that doesn't exist. Because mm. the actress for Reva does a fucking bang up job. I thought she was being manipulated by some invisible force the entire fight scene. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, it's uh, it, it's it actual actual absolutely is good acting there. Um, one that always springs to my mind is uh, when Scarlet Witch was being filmed. Everyone else has their actual props, and all she has to do is make some oody doody voodoo f- <laughs> voodoo gesticulations because everything else gets added in in uh, as a special effect. There must have been some <laughs> takes where she just wasn't taking it seriously and was just fucking around, and I bet some of them slipped into the films <laughs> but yeah um I'll, I'll, I'll give out a shout out to that but the other thing i want to mention because we glossed over it because the very first thing that happens in this episode is what i wanted from the kenobi series which is flashbacks to obi-wan and anakin yeah yeah so we get the the flashback uh duel yeah. between anakin and obi-wan in like some temple or other i assume the temple it looked like it was on coruscant to me yeah and anakin surprisingly enough wins yeah and i um, think it's very important to note that something they did kind of get right is Anakin has always been a superior duelist. Obi-Wan's just better at looking at the big picture. Yeah, yeah. Like, one of the reasons why Obi-Wan won on Mustafar isn't because he was better than Anakin in a fight, because he's he's actually not, but because he was looking at his environment the entire fucking time and using it. Yeah. And yeah. they covered it well, absolutely perfectly in this episode, where Anakin's just thinking of winning, and the easiest way to win is to overpower, beat your opponent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he can do that. That's his skill set. Yeah, yeah, and in a... Um... Spherical goblins in a vacuum arena. Yeah, that's where he's. That's where he shines the best. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the real Grand Inquisitor drops back in, to takes the, his badge to the surprise of fucking nobody. <laughs> with the um, with the statement of um, rage and revenge is a hell of an anesthetic, isn't it? Yeah, and it really fucking bugs me because it's just like, oh, cool, this is the exact same thing that's gonna happen to Reaver, isn't it? Oh, yep, 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 got stabbed. <laughs> so she survives, crippled and forgotten, while Vader advances on the escape transport. He pulls it down with the force tears it open only for the real transport to take off from outside the hangar yeah man Obi-Wan is a tactician at the end of the day uh, yep. he, he knew Anakin had his eye on the fucking ball but the ball was the wrong ball yeah general versus general mm. uh, Reva has survived she finds Obi-Wan's comlink okay a voicemail yeah. <laughs> and, and this is the part which I fucking did not like about episode 6 in that I got no issue with the character so to speak because the character's a really good foil and I'll be honest with you the face turn isn't the worst one in the world I don't 100% think it should have been as smooth as it was but whatever that's a different issue everything she does in episode 6 did not need to happen it added nothing to the story oh totally totally I thought that too all it did um, was slow down the thing everyone wanted to see yeah we had to cut away from it to see the thing that we didn't give a shit about because there's no <laughs> stakes we... there's nothing that yeah. can happen here Owen can't die Baru can't die they get burnt by stormtroopers yep <laughs> Luke can't fucking die and he certainly can't see a lightsaber because you know yeah it has to be, it has to be new and interesting the first time he sees one like fuck there's so many constrictions why would you put this as part of the story mm-hmm. anyway. so yeah um, Bail Organa has doxed Owen Lars yeah as, as, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it fuck <laughs> yeah yeah thanks to this voicemail fuck you Bail <laughs> yeah he's worried but oh, and geez. then so we get to the finale so this is the only episode that I've seen twice it's okay okay I'll put it to this to the, to, to this way to, ugh, fuck I've really fucked that up but I'll put it this way guys up until episode 6 I was very firmly whelmed by this series. If episode 6 didn't exist, I'd say the series was a failure, in my opinion. I didn't think anything they did was particularly mind-blowing or, you know, worth 
showing on screen. But it built mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. to this. Yep. Uh, Kenobi ditching the shuttle. He ditches it to lure Vader away to ta- not to Tatooine to a to a nameless planet. Before that, he does give Leia the uh, blaster holster, and I did fucking find it hilarious when Leia said a holster, and Obi Wan's like, "Leia, you're ten. I'm not giving you a blaster." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although it does end up where Lola lives afterwards. So yeah, it's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. Say um, say again. I didn't hear what you said. It, oh, it's uh, it's where Lola ends up living later on when they get reunited at the end. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, there's a, um, a final goodbye to Leia and Haji the con man. Yeah. Who, to his credit, has stuck with us all this time. I mean, one of, the, one of the moving moments in episode five is how I've pretended to be a Jedi for so long, maybe I can kind of be one. And Obi-Wan's like, he doesn't say yeah, but it's just like, y- you're doing good. That's what matters. Yeah, like, y- you're not a Jedi, but you're exactly what they need. Yeah. I mean, and, according uh, to his own words, he's helped a fair few Jedi, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even though he's uh, taken a cut, you know, <laughs> he has ferried them off. I think it is also one of those things where you have to, if you're on a crime world, you have to do that shit, because if you're not taking a cut, it's like, for one, you'll get abused, two, that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah, you're immediately a mark if you're not playing to the regular rules. Exactly, exactly. And actually, seeing as we're briefly touching on it, I did like the little nod of um, a clone trooper potentially recognising Kenobi and it, but keeping his fucking mouth shut yeah in episode yeah, he was, 2 um, he was a 5 or first as well so that would have been Vader's uh, personal um, personal legion yeah until they fuck yeah well, until the thing yeah <laughs> um, so yeah um, the Grand Inquisitor thinks it's a stupid idea to follow Kenobi but he doesn't you know commandeer the Star Destroyer to pursue the transport while Vader goes down for a fight in the shuttle because if he fucked up even slightly he knows it's death yep <laughs> the Grand Inquisitor at the very least knows his own skill level because if he if he thought he could take Vader he'd try because that's how the Inquisitors work yeah yeah um, so yeah the fight begins to happen as you say Kenobi is the first one to, to have his lightsaber on with the uh, with the same line that he had at the end of well the beginning of the duel at the end of Revenge of the Sith which was I will do what I must and then we get Vader going then you will die yep um, Vader does start to win although he does note that Kenobi's strength has returned yeah uh, and- there's a very clear point where um, Vader stops fucking around and starts not dual wielding but uh, you know double grip yeah two handing yeah the um it's just before the first cut to Reaver yeah but they will not talk about this that duel. shall we uh, <laughs> oh we got who it's a fucking podcast I just didn't see the goddamn point um I forget it was uh, Obi-Wan who managed to somehow get a message to Lars to give him no it wasn't no no they just fucking worked that out by some dude they knew in town going yo by the way shit's fucked yeah cause um Owen and uh, Owen and Luke are in town trying to pick up a new belt sander or something yeah and uh, some dude just comes by and says yeah there's uh, there's, there's been this lady looking for you um maybe hunker down <laughs> so they do and Baru just refuses to act, get anyone else's help because she doesn't want anyone else to die and she refuses to leave the house because they're the safest there you know any number of things that could avoid this confrontation just by being out in the desert in the car for a day you know it, again it's just so pointless okay the point of it is at the end of it, Reva decides not to kill Luke because Luke's not Anakin and also she's not Anakin because uh, she doesn't kill kids. It's like, that's the whole point of this conflict which is like, there's many ways you can do this without dragging Luke in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, I assume they dragged Luke in because they needed the audience to have some personal stake, but there is no personal stake. Nothing can happen to him. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's like when Legolas uh, fights in The Hobbit. Like, well, no point, who gives a fucking shit? Legolas can't die, he needs to be in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's um the duel basically ends when Vader does some full metal alchemist shit, puts his hand on the ground and then makes a crevasse appear. Okay. And then yeah, buries yeah. Kenobi alive. Yeah. Now this is see, this is what I'm talking about. The fact that he does this in episode six means that someone on the writing team knew how Vader would be. It's like, cool, he's more or less confined to either a slow death if he's not dead already, so I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what he did. He left me to die, so now I'm gonna leave him to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why yeah. the fuck did they why did they fuck it up three episodes ago? <laughs> because everyone else was watching and they had three episodes to go. <laughs> but like But that's just exactly. it. He didn't need the stormtroopers. The stormtroopers didn't add anything. Vader was trying to do this on his own. Leave Obi-Wan in the fire for a little bit, and then Tala comes out of the fucking woodwork and saves him because Vader doesn't know he's getting help. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying they fucked up in episode three. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. All throughout this episode, um, whenever I heard the James Earl Jones line, I just imagined the Hayden Christensen line as well. Oh. At the same time. So I, I'd, I'd always imagine the things that he was saying as being said by Hayden Christensen at the same time. Mm. It's, it's very easy to imagine his voice because we've heard it very recently as well, haven't we? Yeah. Well, last um, episode. Things like, <laughs> things like, are you here to destroy me, Obi-Wan? It, it couldn't be very easily heard in either voice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but by the way, someone fucking uploaded the uh, flashback scene with, oh, I de-aged Hayden Christensen. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, but it doesn't need it, bro. No, no. I get it. Hayden Christensen does not look like he looked 20 years ago. No one fucking does, but he, <laughs> he d- he's not an old man. It's not like Luke. No offense to Mark Hamill. No, 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 absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, Kenobi finally gets his resolve back, bursts out of the, uh, of the pit. Isn't this when he's got the threat of Luke being killed as well? No, he doesn't know about that yet. He doesn't know about that just yet, does he? No. no and no, Darth he... Vader definitely doesn't know about it. Oh, Vader definitely doesn't know about it. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he gets his, uh, he gets his mojo back again. And he comes back at full force. I can't remember if he does his trademark stance at this bit or if he does it straight at the beginning where he's got his arm out and the fucking saber pointed. Oh yeah, that's right at the beginning. That's yeah. the I will do what I must bit. I yeah. fucking love that so much. It's so iconic. Which is why, yeah. <laughs> by the way, that fucking duel against Maul is so fucking interesting because he does that and then immediately changes to Qui-Gon stance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sorry, I digress. Watch that fucking episode of Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on a plane. It's like, good. And it just so happened to be the most recent episode at the time as well, which is the weirdest thing. I don't really like Rebels art style, but it's surprisingly good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The um the good bits of Rebels are fantastic. Yeah. The the crap bits of Rebels are that there are a lot of filler bits. Looking at you, Ezra. <laughs> just the main character. I'm sorry. At the beginning he's very shit, but that's the same with most protagonists. Yeah, Fuck like sake. the first couple of seasons, yeah. Ahsoka wasn't very interesting when she got first introduced. In fact, most of the fan base fucking hated her, and people seem to have forgotten yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. People hated Ahsoka when she was new, and it just took until she had a lot of character development for people people to just be on her side completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's during the second part of the duel that uh, Obi-Wan st- strikes a not-quite-killing blow, but a disabling blow that sunders the helmet, and it gives us the cool dual-layer voice lines from Vader as James Earl Jones modulated and the Hayden Christensen original voice at the same time. I don't know about you, Rick, but I got such Revenge of the Sith flashbacks from this one moment and I felt actual proper sympathy for Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, like specifically for Anakin as well, because this is the part where uh, Vader states that um, Anakin is no more. Vader is all that remains. Obi-Wan didn't kill Anakin. I did. It's one of those where there has been years of self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, as powerful as he is with the Force, Anakin cannot turn back time. No. And um, this is the, this is the part where he's he still believes 
because he has no evidence to the contrary that he's the one that killed Padme. It's true. It's true. And so that was basically his last his last straw that uh, Palpatine just went, yeah, in your anger, you killed her. And that's when he's lost his last shred of um, wanting to remain the man that he was and just embracing the monster that he's become. One of my favorite goddamn facts is um, that um, when he's told that news, Anakin doesn't actually say no. He just screams in pain and agony. But the computer does not know how to translate that. So it just goes no. And that's why he's saying no in such a weird way uh, during that reveal. Okay, okay. I, I can see that one, yeah. It's so interesting how you got all these fucking details that are so cool and interesting. But they're never fucking told or showed to you in the film. So you just got to fucking dig to find it. Yeah, because here's the thing. You never hear... Um, obviously, Vader isn't the type to do a laugh. So you never hear Vader do an evil laugh. You really don't hear him do uh, a growl or a roar or anything. Everything that he says is a word. I, so yeah. I think the only time we've ever heard him come close is when he gets struck by someone with a lightsaber. He just sometimes go, oh, but in that really weird way, you know? Yeah, I think yeah, I think when he gets his hand cut off by Luke, he goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bastard! <laughs> That's all I can fit. Ah! Ah, you bastard! You burnt me! <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, he um this is the state that um that Kenobi leaves Vader beaten. He rushes to the Lars home. Uh, before but before we get to the Lars bit because again, I fucking hate that entire half of the episode. Um that's pr- actually close to a quarter, but whatever. Just because it serves no purpose. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um when Obi-Wan walked away, my big thought was, "Oh my god, he couldn't do it again." Mm. This is mm. the second time he could have fucking ended it and he didn't. I understand yeah. why. It's one of Obi-Wan's character flaws, but it's just like fuck man it was put like, you were supposed to end it he even told yoda send me to fight the emperor i can't kill anakin mm. and yeah this is twice that this has happened three times if you count a new hope and, i don't uh, yeah. i count that as a vader win oh yeah totally that, that's that's <laughs> obi-wan going fuck i can win this fight or i can help the others escape i'll help the others escape that's not uh him being unable to kill vader although that being said it, i don't think he'd be able to kill vader uh, even then no no those uh the years had not treated uh, obi-wan well at that point well so. Also, not yeah. because not because necessarily because he's f- physically incapable. As we've seen, he's mentally incapable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, sorry, was, I digress. He was he was like the the series began with a broken man, and we're just reassembling the hero that we remember. And even then, he's not he's still not whole. He's not a perfect. He's not the perfect being that people seem to think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Reva has come for a cordial visit to the two farmers, and two farmers beat off a uh, prospective Sith Lord. <laughs> it's very weird. Yep. <laughs> the only reason why they had such upper hand is because of meta reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, I think the the thing that does the most damage is uh, punching her in the stomach with a piece of metal, which is where she was stabbed by a lightsaber. But they don't know that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they they fight admirably. Yeah. But she's uh, chased Luke into the nearby canyon. Canyon. Yeah. Or ha- she ha- that he gets knocked unconscious by falling. Yep. And that's when she has her final heal realization when uh, she has a flashback to looking at Luke and then remembering that she herself looked like that at one point well sort of it's weird isn't it because Luke's knocked out he doesn't have any fear in that moment because he doesn't know what's happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah I get you it, what she actually remembers is the look on Anakin's face yes and uh, and yeah she uh, the next we see her she's carrying him back unconscious and this is when Kenobi's already arrived it's so unnecessary man yeah and that's that's one of the things that I don't like about this series is the I saw it more in this series than any of the other ones that Disney have done but it's the very definite um, Disney brand of oh and then this person was there yeah which on between different planets it's a real jarring thing 
because it's it's implied that certain things take a certain amount of time in the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, well, like Luke doesn't just suddenly go from Dagobah to fucking um, oh, not Alderaan, uh, fucking Cloud City. Yeah, Bespin. Yeah. He fucks off from Dagobah, and then we get a bunch of shit that's happening in Cloud City. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, they, they're being they're being kept captive there for a long time. Yeah. Luke doesn't. When Luke eventually turns up, it's after all the shit's happened. But yeah. we see all the shit that happens. Mm, mm. It's implied that Reva chasing down Luke is occurring the exact same time as the duel between Darth and Obi. Yes, so exactly. So, unless that's not true... Like, it can't be true, but, you know, I think the idea is that the Reva thing happens, like, a lot later, so that when Obi appears, it's the right time. But they don't make that clear is the problem. Yeah, they should have made it more clear. Like, the reason that they cut from one to the other is for our suspense, but it makes a lot less sense when it's being presented as being concurrent, well, you know? Well, let's go to the fucking prequels, yeah? Right? Yeah. Every time they cut between events, they're happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Episode when between them, definitely. Episode yeah. one, Jewel of the Fates, at the same time. Amidala in the palace, at the same time. Gungan War, Clone Wars, yeah. uh, Count Dooku uh, versus Anakin and Obi-Wan, while Yoda's doing the fucking evacuation. Oh, by the way, here's R2-D2 and C-3PO playing in the sand. And, of course, Revenge of the Sith, the big old duel between Obi-Wan and Anakin, oh, at the same time, Sidious and Yoda. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to intersplice action scenes that aren't occurring at the same time. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway. So, yeah, it, it's one thing that's really, it really, sh- it really did rear its ugly head during this uh, more than any other, and that's one that's it kind of bugged me. But oh well. But on the bright side, we get a silver lining. Everything after the Reva stuff is done is pure fan service. Yeah, we get a proper goodbye to Leia. Yeah, and she's dressed as she's dressed as we know and love her. Yeah, the good old Princess Leia costume. Oh damn! Um, I was so happy. I was smiling like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and we get the the good old. Um, we we do get the bit where Obi Wan says, uh, "Okay, I said I didn't know your father or your mother, but here are the qualities that they had that you've inherited. So make of this what you will." <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, she she knows he's been full of shit the entire time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, something to be said as well is uh, they did manage to cement something a little bit, and that is uh, Leia is Anakin's child. Yes, yes. <laughs> Out of Luke and Leia, Leia is more like Anakin. Yeah, and Luke is probably more like uh, more like Padme. Absolutely, and I love it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a real cute little uh, inversion, you know. It's a point they need to hammer home more. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, <laughs> and um, we- yeah, Lola gets to uh, sit in the in the holster now. Now that uh, now that Obi's brought her back, because uh, yeah, um, Leia sent Lola with him at the beginning of the episode as a child manipulation tactic. Of yeah, um, I'm going to give you this thing, so you have to come home safe and bring, give me give me it back. Sure, it's a good thing that Darth didn't fucking kill Obi and then find that. Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh yes. Oh. Oh, yes. Uh, But yeah, um, the next thing we got, which I wasn't expecting to make me so happy, was, I'm sorry, I forget the actor's name, but I'm sure you'll tell me it in a second. We get to see Sidious. Oh, yeah, Ian McDiamond, yeah. Yeah, we get to see him. It's so nice to see him still doing the role. Mm, Yeah, yeah. And he does the thing of, I wonder if your thoughts on this matter are clear, Lord Vader. Mm. Which is a thing I think he's said multiple times in the past, and it's it's always a good time to to hear this. Because it's basically Sidious going, hmm... Are you going to betray me, you little bitch? Wow. <laughs> uh, mm, he's right to be concerned. It's what Sith do. Well, that's the thing. Sidious wants him to betray him because he wants the Sith thing to go ahead. It's just he knows that he won't, which is kind of a disappointment. Well, he's like, got the Inquisitors. Yeah, here's the thing. Vader is quite happy to be number two, and he's a very big number two. Um, and poor, Sidious... Poor choice of phrase, but okay. 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 <laughs> 
and Sidious isn't happy that the Sith have become constipated because of him. Mm. Um, but yeah, the uh, the last one we get. Oh, oh, okay. Another thing is, did you notice that uh, as the camera zooms out on Vader's throne room, it looks like his face? I didn't notice that. I just assumed it was it was I, it looked like Vader's fortress, like it normally looks. Didn't. Yeah. So from from the inside, um, the throne room that he's in looks like his face. That is so something the, that uh, motherfucker would do. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the two bits of the window that are uh, bisected by the fact that he's sat in the middle which look like his eyes uh, and then the staircase is like triangular shaped so it looks like his uh, his mouth grill that's fair man. I honestly didn't catch that but yeah that's something that I thought it, it, it wasn't perfect but it was it looked like it was designed that way mm. well I cannot speak uh, well, sorry cannot say loudly enough how melodramatic Anakin is yeah <laughs> absolute drama queen there's a, there's a time <laughs> where he's floating himself down on top of a TIE fighter to make a dramatic entrance and his cloak is billowing in the wind. They are currently in space. There is no wind. He's using the force to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying that's it's something that motherfucker would do. Like even the fucking hallway scene that we love from um, uh, Rogue One. It starts with no lights on. Anakin had to turn off his life support to be dramatic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that motherfucker would do. Yep. And uh, yeah, the the next thing we see is canonically the first Obi Wan and Luke meeting. Hello there. Yeah, he he ends the meeting with the classic line of "Hello there." Yes, uh, something that people tend to forget that um, yes, it's a lot funnier and uh, memeable in uh, Revenge of the Sith. However, that is also how Alec Guinness introduced himself the first time he was on screen in A New Hope. Yeah, totally. Unless you count the uh, the crate dragon scream. I don't. That's not <laughs> talking. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. No. <laughs> if you count that, you're an anorak. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just love it. It's just, it's a little thing. And yeah, it was mainly put in probably for the memes because the people behind this sort of thing, like, oh, it's meme material. We got to throw it in. But disregarding that, it's like, yeah, that's fucking Alec Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> and the series could have ended there and had a mic drop. Yeah. But they have one more scene. Okay, i got to be honest with you. I was chomping at the bit the entire time we were watching it because we get Qui-Gon mentioned so many times, or rather, more times than none. And also, we saw in countless, countless interviews that um, one um, uh, Liam Neeson said, if they want me in it, I will say yes. So yeah. I was just chomping at the bit to see, oh, are we going to see Qui-Gon's Force Ghost? And we do, and he's a troll. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> it's like, took you long enough. And it's like, yeah, yeah, becoming a Force Ghost just kind of makes you a dick. <laughs> yeah so it would seem yeah and it's one of those like i get it like the whole point is that he's not been able to see qui-gon until now because he's not been at peace yeah um and it's only after he's both um said goodbye to leia and said hello to luke that he's finally at peace mm. uh, and also the real big one is having the guilt taken away from him that um that he's not the one that killed anakin as it were yeah it's a weird one that and oh yeah the other thing is when uh when obi-wan says goodbye to anakin he's uh, it's a farewell Darth. Yeah, which, by the way, means farewell Master. Yeah. But whatever. We've got to bear in mind, actually, that uh, Obi-Wan might actually not know that. Yeah, it's like, goodbye, Sith Lord. Like, See you later, Sith Lords. Because <laughs> he, he does it in A New Hope as well. He goes, only a Master of Evil, Darth, which yeah. technically means yeah. only a Master of Evil, Master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, Obi-Wan's a good boy Jedi. He might actually be ignorant on that regard. It's entirely possible. But it's one of those, like, they've found so many Darths that it would... It's... it's it's assumed that they know what it means. Yeah, but, but they also but, by the same token, they they don't use their Sith names for the for the greatest point. He calls Maul like, Maul. Yeah. Well, by the time he gets to it just being Maul, he 
as discarded his Sith name. And of course, so we've got Asajj Ventress, who isn't called Darth. Darth Tyrannus has always been known as Count Dooku to the Jedi, so that's what they call him. So yeah. again, and it's not beyond the realm of possibilities that Obi Wan just doesn't know Darth isn't a name. Yeah, and Sidious, he's only been called Lord Sidious by the Separatists. Right, right. Um, and obviously Emperor Palpatine by uh, everyone else. So true. Yeah, it's it's um it's plausible that they only know Darth Vader as Darth Vader because he's the only one that goes around with the name. Mm, yeah, well, at least but, for yeah. at least for Obi Wan, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Plus, you know, there's a second point of yeah, it was the only film that there was at the time, and it was assumed that that was his first name. <laughs> well, again, they made it cat. They that they Lucas wrote the fucking dialogue, man. Yeah, true, true. Um, but yeah, it ends with uh, with Liam Neeson saying, "Yeah, we've got a lot to cover. Come into this canyon, bring your space camel. Let's go." Apparently, <laughs> apparently, you and McGregor really like that camel. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, he was actually contemplating just buying it. Oh. According to like a Twitter post, so you know, not that not the word of God. Uh, it was a, a, an excerpt taken from an interview, but I don't have a source on the direct interview, so take that with a massive grain of salt. Yeah, fair enough. That would be really cute, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's it for the series. Now I think it's time for us to get down into our final three. So, out of the entire series so far, do you have a favorite moment? Darth Vader versus Obi Wan, Episode Six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a big long thing. Yeah. If I had to narrow it down, like because it really did tug at my heartstrings was uh, even if, again if you want me to narrow it down even further is uh, once that fucking final blow is struck and you've got the speech from half broken mask Darth Vader yeah yeah I think the entire series was like gearing up for that one moment yeah 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 um, but it's not fair for me to just tell uh, tell mine although I suspect yours will be at least from the same series of events but yeah what's your favourite moment um, there's a honourable mention to the one that you just said because it's probably my number two but my number one favourite is back from episode four the lightsaber in the dark that's pretty good yeah that's like I say that's the uh, the cementing point of yeah he's back and like you say he's not at full strength now but this is when he's decided to be the Jedi Master again but to be f- to be fair in that one moment it's like you fuck up Leia's fucked yeah can we yeah. also just take a moment to fucking realise that oh by the way Reva was gonna put a fucking interrogation droid on Leia oh yeah yeah she was gonna like drug and torture a ten year old which uh we know she was able to resist it a little bit at 19 but at 10 no fucking chance no but then again at 10 she doesn't know that much no but the problem right. is, it doesn't matter what you know it matters what your interrogator thinks you know uh, yeah it, it's been proven time and time again that uh, torture doesn't work torture just gets people to say what you want them to say yeah yeah like so if you want a false confession under false pretenses torture is a way to get it like you don't even need to torture proper properly it's again it's not a very nice thing to talk about but if you really want someone to do something immediately waterboard them for seven seconds yeah and they would do whatever yeah, yeah. you want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, don't ask yeah. me why i know that <laughs> and that's not yeah, me trying not. to be fucking edgy or nothing i've read a lot of articles and they all suck yeah let's not then so we can't all talk about the good we have to talk about the bad do you have a weakest link Reaver off episode five. Um, the the it didn't need to be there. Okay, they, okay. They they could have shown her skulking off. So it's like, yeah, no, she's still alive. We don't know where or why or what she's up to. But you know, it it it, it took away from the final episode being quite interesting and fun. And that's not to say that Reaver's a bad character. It's just again in that last episode, there is literally zero stakes. It might have had more effect if they'd have shown her being stabbed and in inverted commas dying, and then shown her just as a a nameless no body in a hood 
in a nowhere town as a stinger for the end of episode six, you know? Nah, you can't put that after the Qui-Gon reveal. Fair enough. But yeah, it, it's that. Although it's it's just an extension of it, everything building up to episode six was just eh. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But yeah, uh, what about you? For me, it's gotta be the so-called fans. Like, Moses Ingram did not deserve the amount of hate that she got and it's just sheer vitriol that I wish you could just put back in those people's faces, you know? Uh, unfortunately, it's not the way the world works it's 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 very annoying because it's it's a phenomenon that i first saw in the game of thrones days when people were hating on the joffrey actor because uh, yes. joffrey is such a little turd fuck you fuck you for playing this character you're a piece of shit i hate you i hope you die and it's like oh okay you do know that's not real right and for, yeah. uh, the problem is is it's 10 times worse in this occasion because we also have the racists yeah yeah and it sucks to admit because i, I don't think any fundamentally good person will sit there and go ah nah it's fine it's not no it's not it's not like there's been a lot of um discourse specifically recently about how star wars is um like people say oh star wars is a christian story anakin is jesus and all that no no people who said that said that as a joke to take the piss (laughs) yeah oh but also people are actually just literally claiming it as like they're claiming it as christian to claim it as their own but it also doesn't just rewinding back a little bit even that doesn't make sense because anakin being jesus christ okay so jesus christ is evil (laughs) is that what you're saying i'm confused i I get it the miraculous conception but i've always maintained that that's just something shmi said because she was embarrassed yeah (laughs) like i don't think shmi doesn't know who the father is or rather she probably has a suspicion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or perhaps the this is very topical considering what's happening in america perhaps the encounter was not wanted maybe just saying you wouldn't exactly you wouldn't exactly want to admit that to a stranger would you no 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 but i digress star wars isn't about politics guys Mm -hmm. you're supposed to you're supposed to say did you watch the first three movies yeah i mean yeah yeah Or, or you know, any of the first six movies, because you know it's a re- it's a rebellion against an in power yeah, like, empire. <laughs> they even say like one of the actual establishing shots of like the only mention of the emperor in uh, episode four is how they talk about the emperor has now dissolved the senate and has, has seized absolute power, and they're just talking about that around a coffee table. Mm. And this is, I think, this is the same scene where where Vader comes and chokes a bitch at uh, at a work meeting. So you know there is that. But Star Wars ain't about politics. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not yeah. it's also not politics to have a black person in the fucking show oh no do you know no, what i mean it's, it's it's human like she's a human being like black people are human beings like this doesn't need to be said or it shouldn't need to be said uh. like if you have human beings in your show you should have the entire dulux chart you know <laughs> bit of a bit of a crass way of putting it but sure <sighs> i'm just exasperated with this narrow-minded coffee cream colored um viewpoint that certain people seem to have of what normal is when you know that's not normal that's narrow i've got to i've got to i've got to kind of ponder did people put up as much of a stink when lando carissian got introduced in five i have no idea i wasn't alive back then nah it's be interesting thing to google because it's kind of fucked up if people are more tolerant we're more tolerant we're more tolerant back in the 80s yeah oh boy oh man anyway i think we've um waffled a bit uh, long but you know it's something that needs to be said stop being a fucking dick yeah yeah yeah. So, last one. Who was your MVP? 
Hayden Christensen. Alrighty. He came back for it and learning that he was the one in the Vader suit. Yeah, he did a good job. He did his fucking homework. I, I, that's Darth Vader. Uh, very yeah. close runner up will be, I'm sorry, I don't know the actress's name, but the Reaver actress. Uh, Moses Ingram, yeah. Yeah, she did great, especially in her fucking fight scenes. The choreography was mwah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, gone. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, uh, Hayden Christensen binged all of Clone Wars, didn't he? Allegedly. Allegedly. As, as his homework for becoming Darth Vader again. Yeah. <laughs> he binged all of Clone Wars, which is all of the backstory for Anakin that he wasn't there to play because another voice actor did it for him. That being said, his voice did appear in Clone Wars. Did it? Okay. During the uh, Execute Order 66 scene, um, when they go into uh, Ahsoka's ship uh, after, just before the clone troopers do the well, the 66ing, uh, you actually hear Hayden Christensen's line from Revenge of the Sith going, What have I done? Oh, okay, okay. So it's, it's a bit before, it's like literally minutes before Order 66 where he fucking chops off Windu's hand and kicks him out the window. Well, actually, it was Sidious doing the window bit, but you know. Yeah, fair enough, uh, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think uh, Hayden deserves the nod and Moses very close second. Uh, but yeah, what about you? I'm going to give it to Ewan McGregor as my main one um, because, yeah, it, it was a, a series about Obi-Wan. You can't have Obi-Wan without the, the actor who plays him and he did show a real good gamut of emotion from the broken man to the resolute paladin yeah i feel you man like uh, i've got no issue with you and uh, performance it's just uh, i felt i felt like the other two deserved a bit more of a nod oh totally 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 and since you gave a number two i'm also going to give a number two Unfair. i'm going to give my num- i'm going to give my number two to John Williams because he came back to give us the Obi-Wan theme which apparently he'd never had one before yeah so, that's kind yeah. of believable I guess yeah yeah so because before this um, whenever you had Obi-Wan it was just the theme of the force so what they've done is uh, he, he took the theme of the force and corrupted it a little bit and turned it into Obi-Wan's theme <laughs> which yeah it, it took it took a couple of epi- episodes to learn that that was what the theme was but once you did you, you was like oh, okay this is now his theme you, you saying that though that's just what YouTube fucking music makers do nowadays oh yeah totally I've taken this piece of music and I've made it sound a bit more like two steps from hell <laughs> yeah let's let's have a metal version of a Final Fantasy theme let's go <laughs> oh you mean Final Fantasy themes oh, not all of them uh, some of them are orchestral uh, yeah but a lot of them are just metal themes but with the wrong instruments yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough but yeah uh, I think that's pretty much it from us today yeah. if you liked the episode if you're watching on YouTube you've got the comment section down below if you're listening via one of the many audio platforms you have our email which would be nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com once again that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com and yeah I'm gonna have to ask you all to have a very good day and to keep yourselves safe and keep yourselves happy if I'm gonna take one from you and uh, yeah goodbye from me bye guys